what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Episode 8, Volume 4 of the Fantasy Formula, the fastest growing podcast in all of North America. Welcome, Hank. Week 3 in the books. We back. How'd we do after three weeks of NFC? NFL fantasy football? Oh, man. I came back strong this week. Thought I was going to lose. Thought I came into the last day down by quite a lot and uh, had two just shimmering players walking into that last game this monday night this monday night game i had i was down i think i was down 45 to your brother okay okay Mm -hmm. i had drew Brees, who put about i don't know about 35 up for me yeah and i had your boy mr coleman (laughs) can we talk that's who we should have played on this this startup why didn't we we think i got Devin going but i had those two players and they came up big and uh, it went from what I thought was going to be a loss right. into a win. So this side of the fantasy formula is now two and one, holding down my side. Whoa, you are holding down the fort, Hank. It wasn't as good on this side. Fortunately, I am undefeated in one league. Three and zero, oh, most points, number one, power ranked. Yes, number one team in this. Uh, that's the Hickory other Hickory League that we're in. We J- <laughs> the J get off the mic league in the other league. I'm in with you. Fall to one and two. Mm. Ryan Matthews. You know, we talked about it at the beginning of the year. Right, right. We said, don't you. draft him. He's going to be terrible. He started out the year great. Great. Start him week three. He puts up a solid zero. The, and, I lose by, and I lose by nine. He's zero. Zero. And How I about you lose by nine. Oh. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Come on, Ryan. Um. And then in my other Raleigh league, I fall to one and two again. I fall. I run into the Kansas City defense. In this league, they put up – this is the defense. They put up 45 points. A defense. Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah, I ran up. it. Your brother had them. Good Lord. I know. So I go down to that to, – uh, K-Mac beats me. I think I fall by 20 points in that one. I, that team and all the teams that I have, that's my favorite team, and I'm one and two. It's weird how that works. But. Hey, we see that in the NFL. We'll talk about that later. We'll see how even the best fantasy teams can end up yes. not being producers in the NFL. And just before we step out sure. something, sure. while we were, we were coming in to our intro here, me and you are both music guys, right? Mm. We, we love music. Love it. Love music. Yes. I, you know, and um, – Hip-hop and R&B are my music of choice. I know you love it, too. Yep. And uh, not many people know, you know, Rich Homie Quan, who we just <laughs> introduced into the fantasy formula right then. But, you know, kind of like we were talking before, you know, it's like when we step in here, it's like we're going, you know, we're coming to bat. We're, you know, we're, we're getting ready to play. This is our field that we're sure. a part of. And you got to get ready for gotta it. Get amped. That's, that got to get amped. Hype. That, that's what I like about music. And when you play it, moving forward is that you get the opportunity to get yourself right yes that's what we need that's what we need to incorporate more in the show more music get amped well hank i'm glad that you mentioned this hank what a lead-in what a lead-in ladies and gentlemen you fantasy formula lovers we've got something special for you i'm not going to tell you if it's coming next week i'm not going to tell you if it's going to be coming the following week Talking about music, we're going to have a special guest in here, Hank. Whoa. A special guest. Special guest. They might play the xylophone or they might cut up some records. I don't know what's going to happen. Tevin Campbell? Who knows who can roll in here. But anyway, guys, keep downloading the Fantasy Formula iTunes. Go to The Mesh. However way you want to do it. But just make sure you're listening, especially the next two weeks, because we will have a special musical guest. And not only that, Hank. You ready for another one? I can't blow my mind. We might have two special 
fantasy football guests who want to speak or talk a little bit. They've got a lot of knowledge. We think they have enough. We, we, we obviously do not have the guests that I think we're getting ready to have. Well, we have two cats that want to come in here and just shoot the bull with us about fantasy football. So now that seems reasonable. There, now that makes more sense, right? So in a couple of weeks, we'll have a couple gentlemen come in and, and grace us with their presence at the Fantasy Formula. Awesome. So I'm looking two, forward to it. Three reasons to keep on tuning into the Fantasy Always Formula. Always changing it up in That's here. That's right, buddy. Got to keep it fresh. fresh. Hank. Talk a little bit about the weekend, and then we'll dive into the fantasy uh, fantasy football this week. Well, I uh, I had kind of a, a, a slow weekend. I had another uh, flag football game. My little yeah. boy did. I had to work a little bit. You mm-hmm. know, had to creep into the weekend. We took a real estate mogul. That's what you got to do, man. Four seven. Oh, never stops. Never stops. <laughs> uh, but had kind of a slow weekend, and then I had an opportunity to play. Uh, a great golf course um, at the end of the week, and I'm, I, I love golf. I'm not, I don't get to do it a lot. And um, a good friend of mine, whose mother has a, uh, is part of an organization, um, asked me to play in, in this in this golf tournament. So it gave me the opportunity to play. Just a great golf tournament, uh, and so we had a great time. It was. It, it reverts back to the, the last time we we talked, and you talk about friendship. Mm-hmm. I got to be with three guys that are, you know, I I, I would never give any of them a compliment but uh it was a lot of fun and uh i uh, uh it comes down to that friendship thing i had a great time it didn't matter if i was in conover or connecticut sure absolutely and tell us briefly what you shot at this wonderful course in connecticut 98 Woo! Yeah, but, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, but it was hard it, it was, was a, a hard course. golf course and not changing the subject at all but you know related to golf Ryder cup is this weekend yeah you know yeah, it yeah, starts yeah. tomorrow we're coming to you a couple of days behind our no more schedule some things happen i'm going to tell you about there was some rumble in the jungle over here a little stomach bug passed through my homestead and so anyway i'm trying to fight it off trying to feel a little bit better so we had we missed the last two days but um davis love he is the captain mm-hmm Important you know, job. Very important job. And you know the Europeans have waxed that ass the last probably 20 years or whatever. They're consistent. I don't – I think maybe – have. when is the last time we won? 2008? I mean it's been a while. It's been a while. And I think we've only won twice out of the last eight or something. Well, Davis Love, as the, the European, as if the Europeans needed any more momentum or firepower or anything, lock, uh, what do you call it, locker room wall – pump you up kind of yep. stuff is that what they call it i don't know yeah something like that poster board material get you pumped up he said this is the best golf team ever assembled after they the european has been waxing us dream and, team yeah basically he says we've got the dream team here i've got i think we're gonna get waxed again dude you know what <laughs> don't say that davis love you we want to be the underdog and fly under the radar right we don't want to say this is the best team that's ever been assembled but you know what every time we do say that you know, I mean, the Olympics, everything like that. When we had the dream team, we we fare okay. Well, that's legit and, though. We got Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley against five foot six Chad East running around for <laughs> for uh, Korea. You know, this is this is two different two different subjects. I don't know. You I know? like I like my coach walking in here with some bravado, saying we gonna get it done. I, Are you saying you don't like America? No. Are you saying <laughs> that you don't like America? What I'm saying is. Keep it in the locker room. Get the boys fired up for sure. Say, we know we're the best. <laughs> but don't go outside and to the mic in front of 10,000 million people and say, hey, guess what? We're the best. I mean, we haven't won in 23 years, but we're the best ever. Take you your understand? golf glove out, smack yeah. them in the face. <laughs> exactly. Come on, Davis Love. You're better than that. I can't wait for the weekend, though. It's going to be fun. It will be it's, good. Be, Let's be hope that they wax them. Starts Friday. You got Friday, I think, the four ball, and then you go to some other – Format and then Sunday is the individual ones, and that'll that'll be interesting to watch. Right, our teams it is pretty loaded, but still we don't want to give those Europeans any other momentum or motivation is the word. Good gosh, that came full circle. Yes, it did. <laughs> so let's go back to what now I did over the weekend. So we saw heard about your great golf trip. My Friday <clears throat> night was spent taking care of my daughter who got the twenty four hour no no to no row virus or something. It's like a stomach bug and. And we were my so Lucy Rose is my youngest daughter. We uh, equipped her with two big cans of Lysol, and so every <laughs> I mean, she was going through these cans. So there, I was thinking, there's no way the rest of us are going to get sick. It's impossible. The amount of Lysol she sprayed to kill these germs. And Olivia, you know, God bless her. She just laid in her little spot on the couch. She didn't move for a 24 hour solid. She couldn't move. And so we thought we had quarantined the germs. And so on Sunday. <clears throat> 
Saturday, I get up to leave to go on a little trip with some fellas to Greenville, North Greenville, South Carolina, to mm-hmm. visit John Mark Russell, a good friend of ours, and had a blast. Have you been to Greenville? Have we it's talked about great, this? It's a great town. We incredible. I've never been. So I we were walking. We went to on about water, twelve on the water. water. Yeah, yes. it's great. He took us everywhere. We went to 12 restaurants, bars. We ate sushi at two different places. You know, we got a beer at every spot we popped in. There was a place called Poor, real cool uh, bar. You can act, they give you a little band, and there's maybe 40 or 60 different taps. And you go and, and they buzz your band. You put it in a beep, and it records how much you drink. And you can pour it like just a swallow, or you can pour a full beer, a half beer. And so it gives you the a chance to try all these different beers. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so Golden Tea was in this bar. Poor in Greenville. And so Will, myself, and John Mark, we played against each other. And, of course, we made a bet, and the loser had to pay for the entire bill. Okay, Please tell me Will lost. <laughs> he got waxed, but I won, of course. Of course of you course. did, Chad. Will finished a distant second, but John Mark finished third. And so we were only up in this joint for about an hour and a half. And we're just drinking like two ounces of beer at a time. It's not a bunch. We wanted to try a bunch. So I see John Mark, he's up there paying. The lady was like such and such, and his like he, he looked. He said, "What? That, say that again, ma'am. <laughs> what, ma'am, what? one, 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 what, what? One more time." So he came back. I think the bill was like ninety six. Yo, two ounces at a time. So anyway, that was fun. So uh, it was a fun Saturday. And nice. I came home Sunday, and then that's when I got the stomach bugs late Sunday night. Oof. Oh god! So I've been fighting it off, and I'm feeling I'm feeling much better. So. Um, it's the worst. The stomach bug is the worst. That and uh, food poisoning. Oh, uh, they're one and the same. And I got to yes. tell you, it's it's horrible. Right. There's no worse feeling to not know where it's going to come out of. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Don't you remember when you like when you've got it when it's full on, mm-hmm. when you're laying there and you're shaking, you can't, you're up and down to the toilet. Do you ever think in your mind? Lord, I could die. I would. I would almost prefer being dead right now than going through this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know. It, you know when I know it's bad is when you're laying there in bed on your soft pillow, mm-hmm. you got, you know, your sheets are all nice yeah, and everything. It's cool. It's cool the, yeah, and you got the yeah. fan going yeah, and everything. Mm-hmm. And you say, these could be the most uncomfortable sheets I've ever been on. <laughs> they could be the worst. <laughs> I might as well be laying on a cinder block yes. because my body hates whatever it touches. Exactly. I can feel oh, so achy. Oh, I oh, hate that. It's bit. horrible. Mm. It's horrible. You feel every single inch. Yes. I don't wish it on anybody. Yeah. Worst yeah. enemy. Wouldn't wish it on them. It's terrible. Mm, God bless you yeah, and your family. And How, God bless, God, yeah. God bless Olivia because she she had the brunt. That's the first time she's ever been sick like that. And, you know, and she's like, "Just Daddy, am I dying? What is? Go- Can you need to take me to the hospital or <laughs> yeah. something? I don't like how I'm feeling. Someone, please help me. Yeah, I might not make it through this helpless. night. Helpless, you know. Yes, helpless. But once she got through it, the next day, I was like, "Hey, Olivia, how do you feel now?" She was like, "If I can make it through that." I can make it through a lot. So she got this sense of motivation. Bingo. Back to motivation. Thank you, Hank. All right. Before we pass, we, I love our little conversations before we talk about fantasy football. Let's talk about something else. This is kind of pop culture. And it's been on the people magazines and us weeklies and TMZs. Let's talk a little bit about Brangelina. Oh, okay. Brangelina. So that's a transformer. I believe. (laughs) (laughs) So Brangelina decided to split up this week, you know, in your life, have you ever had any real tough, like, Brad, Angelina decided she wanted to do it. Brad is taking it pretty hard, I hear. Have you ever had any real hard breakups that kind of, I mean, it made you feel like you had the flu? Like oh, yeah. We're just, oh, you, oh yeah. yeah. You've had a couple. You know, right? you know when you're sixth, seventh grade, you're just starting to get into girls, you're at the center, everything's going right in your relationship, you're mm. waiting for your game to start at 530. Mm-hmm. You go down to hat, see if you can get a suicide. Sure. Next thing you know, you get hit on the side by some girl saying, I think I want to take a break. The worst thing I'd ever had up until that point is maybe I lost a cleat before a game. <laughs> now I got to deal with emotions I've never dealt with. And my coach, who's huff, is expecting me to drop 30 upstairs. Yes, I felt the pain that Brad Pitt's feeling right now. Describe perfectly, Hank. It's that sixth, seventh, eighth grade kind of heartbreak. Ugh, it's you the know? worst. It's terrible. Brad Pitt, we're thinking about you. You know what? I don't know if I should say this on the air or not, but I bet your penis is going to be very excited. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he's doing cartwheels right now. So anyway, more power to you, Brad. Good looking out, brother. Good looking out. <laughs> now on. That's real. That is real. 
Just think about that little fella. He's just excited. It's, it's Christmas. Christmas is coming. <laughs> okay. You guys might not hear that segment because they might not play it, but that's fine. That was funny, Chad. Woo, thank you very much. Been working on that one. Okay, let's move on, Hank, right into week four fantasy football action. Let's start quickly with the injury report. Our injury report, you know, the last few weeks it was – it was like a scroll over so many injuries. This week, not as many. Big one, Dez Bryant out of yeah. Dallas. There's some breaking news about Dez. Hank, why don't you hit it with us? Well, you know, the problem with Dez is he, you know, he got hurt, and uh, he's supposed to have an MRI. And he just decided not to go to it on Monday, which was not really looked upon very well. He didn't go to his team meeting. Finally, the Dallas calls him out and says, you've got to go to this thing. He goes uh, Wednesday to it. They find out it's a hairline fracture, which hasn't necessarily avoided his playing. You know, I mean, they, yeah, they say he might play. Still might play. Right. But the problem was is that they're talking about disciplinary actions because if he would have done the MRI on Monday, they would have had two more days of treatment and therapy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they've got the best doctors in the world looking at this guy. And he may have – he actually – may miss this week and he may not have if he would have done something on monday You're right so they're talking about disciplining him and you know again talking about not his character but the decisions that he makes on the football field you know getting in fights and he's a passionate person and we hear this all the time and sometimes it's just an excuse for doing making dumb moves yes. and this was just dumb on his part his employer said to get an mri Mm-hmm. And he just decided not to. Right. I think he needs to get discipline. Sure. I agree with you. We talked about this before we even drafted. We were like, Des Bryant, first-round talent, fantasy football, first-round talent, but like eighth-round head. head. You yeah. know? I mean, just poor decisions. Last year and this year, he's doing the same thing he did last year. So, anyway, big news out of Dallas. If you've got Des Bryant – you gotta, you're going to have to wait until basically game time. He wants to play. Who knows what the, the Cowboys are going to do? Are they going to discipline him, sit him down, make him rest because of the injury? Just tune in and check it out on Sunday to see what you've got to do. Also, running back Langford for the Chicago Bears is out four to six, six weeks. He was drafted as an RB2 in most drafts between round four and five. It's not really panned out anyway. Right. Waiver wire wonder. Jordan Howard, who we'll talk about right now, our waiver wire, will be replacing him in the lineup. We saw on our fab draft, that's our, our fab, it's our free agent uh, auction or whatever, when right. you put money in to get t- uh, players off the free agent wire. Jordan Howard, we get a $100 budget. We saw Jordan Howard today go for $51. So if you need a running back, you might have to pay up to get him. But what do you think about Jordan Howard? Is he worth half of your fab budget? Well, I don't remember. Did the person that picked him up, did he have Langford? He did not, but he has no running backs. Okay. Very similar to okay. my situation. So the, the problem that surrounds this is that the Bears are not good. And, you know, True. Cutler has proven not to be good, and they have that. that's a whole problem in itself. And now with Hoying in there, you know, they're going to. Hoyer. Hoyer. Hoyer, I'm yep. sorry. They're going to have to rely on the run. Much more. So, in one sense, the you know, in one sense, you're saying, "Hey, this guy's going to have to get a, a bulk of the load mm-hmm. because the quarterback can't do it." On the other side, you're going to say every defense is going to stack the box because Jeffrey isn't going to be out there catching many balls because he's not going to get them thrown to him. Right. So, uh, if you had no other options, this is a decent pickup. Right. This is, a, I think, at fifty dollars is a lot of That's money. Lot. That's half your budget. Yeah, a lot of money, but. You know, to be fair, as many people that are on these kind of auction or you know these budgetary programs with yep. their with their uh, fantasy league, they don't end up spending their money anyway. True. So you You'd know, rather spend it all than have some at the end of the year left over. Right. right. You don't. You don't get it. Right. Can't take it home with you. Nope. Um, the other big waiver wire wonder this year or this week is Terrell Pryor, the Cleveland Brown. Wide receiver who also played a little quarterback and also ran the ball last week. He so, might be forced to play quarterback. Yeah, who do, you know, I mean, at one yeah, point, that's, well, that's true. I don't. Who is their quarterback right now? So, who is their quarterback? Oh, Casey, the dude from USC, Casey Keenan or mm-hmm. Keek, whatever. And actually, he had a pretty good week last week. But anyway, a prior two hundred total yards. I think his fantasy points were above twenty. So anyway, if he's available, scoop him up. Flex play. We've got buys coming up. You know, right. they're actually starting this week. 
we haven't mentioned it yet, but Philadelphia on by and the Green Bay Packers. That's right. two pretty significant teams that are on by. So if you need a fill-in to take a Jordy Nelson or a uh, Jordan Matthews. Or even a defense. Uh, I mean, now you yeah. got to start thinking about your defense. Because you're gonna if you've got the Philadelphia, and I know some people have Green Bay's D. Yeah. You're probably going to have to cut them loose and go pick up another one on the waiver wire. I hate to hold on to two defenses. I do too, but I did it this week. You did? I did, and I'll tell you why I did it. I have the Packers D, Mm -hmm. and I have the Packers kicker. Now, kickers, I don't really necessarily feel like there's a real good science to it. But if you look at every other defense that's on the waiver wire right now, it's everybody left has two, four, five. The Packers D has been nine, 12, 11. You know, if you can get 10 points out of your defense, you've been Solid. solid, solid. So who do I drop? Buck Allen. He hadn't panned out. He's Get rid not, of him. Cut bait. Yep, he's not going to work out. They, they're, they're realizing they're not going to use him. I had Allen to give, mm-hmm. so I kept my defense. I like that. Now I'm going to drop. The, I picked up the Redskins. I'm going to drop them after this week and be able to pick something else up. Right. But I agree with you. I hate to carry two, but if you have somebody to spare and you like your defense, don't put it out there because somebody else will get it. Yeah, you know they'll get scooped up. Now tell me what you're going to do with the kicker. So Green Bay's kicker, you just cut loose, I'll right? I'll cut him loose. Cut him loose and you just could pick cut up him any loose. other cut. Everybody's going to be – Every kicker you do that to. You don't hold on to a kicker. No. Right. No way. Okay. Very good. Um, so that's really waiver wire wonder. That's what I've got. You've got somebody else well, there? Well, you know, I think we're, you know, we talked about it earlier is, you know, now we, we'll be the first to admit we bashed the Eagles at the beginning of the year. And, we're, you know, they still, they had two bad teams at the beginning. They had a good win this, mm-hmm. this week. So yeah. good for them. Yep. But, you know, now as Carson Wentz is definitely still out there. And he's performed pretty well. Does he turn into somebody? You know, I have Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. Does Carson Wentz turn into somebody that on a bye week, I'm obviously going to keep Brees, but on a bye week, I can get somebody like him because I know he's still out there and he'd be serviceable for one week. Absolutely. Before I say that, let I want to see him show me one more time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he showed me three weeks he can do it. He's got a bye this week. Show me one more time, right. and then I'm all in. Then I'll say, yes, he is a quarterback that's worthy of picking up to fill in for Andrew Luck and Drew Brees. He won't be my full-time starter, but I'll feel comfortable starting him when i got to sit my, uh, my main starter. Right? They, had, they had pictures of him during the game. I was, I was panning the, the uh, fans during the Philadelphia game, and they had a, the body of Jesus <laughs> and Carson Wentz's head with the Eagles helmet. Yeah. I, you know, those, those fans over there, they, I, I actually heard somebody on my golf trip was sitting at the bar and he was talking about the career of Wentz after three games. <laughs> after three games. And I, I you know, it was, that, that's tough. They love them in Philly, bro. They love them in Philly. They love them. Uh, one more bit of news. <clears throat> Coming back to the mix after a three-week hiatus. Oh, gosh. Everyone's number one back before the draft, Le'Veon Bell from the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's back. Let's say you were fortunate enough to have Le'Veon, and you skated through the first three games, and you're two and one, even one and two. You know, you got at least one win. Le'Veon Bell comes back. You can slide him into your running back one spot. You gotta feel pretty good about your chances with Le'Veon Bell coming back, Hank. Yeah, you do. But let me let me give you two little things here. Is you didn't feel bad with D'Angelo. I mean, can you really expect Le'Veon to put up better numbers than D'Angelo, the leading rusher in the NFL? I bet he catches more balls than D'Angelo did. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I bet he will. The the I feel like the person that has D'Angelo and has Le'Veon, you're expecting this huge spike. But they didn't expect D'Angelo to do what right. he did. True. And so I'm playing actually the individual that has D'Angelo this week and has Le'Veon. And I don't know if there's going to be that much different in his points. You're exactly right. He's going to catch more balls. And if you're in a PPR, that's going to be big. Yeah. But all the fantasy people are saying that Le'Veon's either one or two or three coming into this week. And he hadn't had a week. He ain't shown anything yet. He hadn't had a week. So yeah. my whole thing is, is I think he's going to be great, incredible. But with what D'Angelo's done – in the last few weeks, you can only expect a marginal increase. You yeah. can't expect them to double. Well, we'll who the Pittsburgh Steelers play? I was just looking at this. They um, let's look who they've got on the lineup here. They play the Chiefs. Sorry, right, the Chiefs have a pretty good defense, but the Steelers are playing at home on a Thursday night after they just got shellacked by Philly. Yeah, 
I like. Le- I think Le'Veon's going to have a good. I think he'll have a good game against the Chiefs. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Other breaking news. Breaking news. Hank, this is hot off the wire. This is just some interesting tidbits that I've I've uh, found here. The Buccaneers have decided. The coaches have decided. Jameis Winston is throwing the ball way too much. Right. Right. They, he's thrown more than fifty times the last two games. Both games resulting in L's. They said, Jameis, we're not going to depend on you as much to throw the ball. We want to get our backs involved. Doug Martin's out. That means Charles Sims, maybe a heavy dose of Charles Sims running the ball. I think they've got another running back that's new to the game that will get some some looks too. But just keep it, just keep that in mind, you Jameis Winston fans, because the dude has been balling him. Mean, he's been throwing the ball all, all over the place. It might come down just a little bit with what the coaches at Tampa Bay say. And also, Hank, you'll love this because you're all about style and flair, kind of like me. The NFL has announced that the uniforms tonight in Thursday night's game, Miami versus, versus Cincinnati, are going to be like Oregon Duck-esque, if you will. So funky colors. It's all that kinds new of Nike cr- gear. Yes. And so yeah. they're going to highlight it or showcase it tonight. So make sure you tune in. Color something. I can't remember what they call it, but I've seen them. They actually had the advertisement with them. Oh, really? Yeah, and they're they're bright. Yeah, I think Miami's are really bright orange, and then they've got a green, real fluorescent green hat. I think. So, Hat. Helmet. <laughs> helmet. <laughs> is it yes. like a beret or what are we talking about on here? Oh, uh, yes, not hat, helmet. <laughs> um, so y'all check it out. That's just some interesting tidbits of in, uh, info from the NFL. Hi, I'm Alan. I'm Chris. And we're the co-host of Foot Candle Films, a movie review and film discussion show here on TheMesh.TV. Each episode, we talk about some new movies, cover some film news, and have some recommendations. And trust us, we're just as likely to talk about the latest Jim Jarmusch film as we are the newest Transformers installment. Hold on, don't get too crazy. Uh, Well, okay, maybe not that bad. But you can find our show and all our episodes on TheMesh.TV. Plus, you can subscribe to get new episodes delivered right to your computer or mobile device. We'll see you in the ticket line. Let's dive – you know what? Before we dive right into the this week's schedule, we had a couple calls this week, right? Yeah. Some fantasy fanatics uh, texted both you and I before the game started. And one of them in particular, our friend Jeff Osborne, he said, Chad and Hank, I've got a fantasy dilemma. I have Carlos Hyde, I have Jeremy Hill, and I have Tevin Campbell Coleman. Not Campbell. <laughs> Why do I do that every time? Because you sing it Because I sing time. it, yes. Tevin Coleman. Who should I start? Please give me some advice. Right. And so, Hank, if you remember, we were like, well, we don't trust Hill because Hill has had two bad games in a row, right? And Hyde was going up against a tough Seattle defense. So mm-hmm. we said, man, slide Tevin in there. Let's see what he does. They're playing a real porous New Orleans Saints defense. He's going to get you something. Right. So we see on Sunday, 1 o'clock games roll in. I see Jeremy Hill's numbers come across the screen, two touchdowns and 90 yards Ikey. Yikes. Yes. Then the Carlos Hyde comes in the four o'clock game. He's got two touchdowns and 90 plus. Double yikey. Yep. So we're counting on Tevin. Monday night football. I mean, I'd already thought we had given bad information because even though if Tevin would have a good game, it might not be as good as Hill and Hyde's game. Yep. But guess what, brother? Oh, he came through. What did he do, Hanky? Three touchdowns. I don't yes. care how many yards he had because he only had like. 36 or he had something. 42 rushing and 27 receiving, but three touchdowns. But three touchdowns. Yeah. That's so, right. Jeff, if you got any more questions for us, buddy, come on. Anybody We're ready for else? you. We're batting a thousand right now. Batting a thousand. Two, two trade questions. This came uh, over the wire, too. So, the trade proposed, or they, they asked us, what side would you rather be, would you want? Cam Newton and Eric Decker, all right? For an Andrew Luck theoretic, so that came last week. I went with the Luck Reddick. I I would prefer to be on that side. What would you prefer? What do you think? Um, you know, Eric Decker is still performing. I yes. think that you know he's probably still performing at a level that um, is surprising most. Uh, Theo Reddick actually is hurt, right? Any. Well, Abdullah was hurt, so Reddick. That's why I said the Reddick side might be better. Right, it's because Abdullah was out, and Reddick was going to get all those carries. I don't think, I think he got. I don't know. Let's we we'll need to check Reddick, that out. I think Reddick got hurt, but I would, if I were just looking at those straight out, I'd probably be on the other side. I think Cam has not had a great start to the year, and he's going to he's going to rectify that. You know, right? I, did you see him at his press conference? Did you no. see him answering questions? That is a man that is ready to play. He is 
pissed. They asked him, they said, for how many sacks, this was one of the, the guys was like, hey, for all the sacks you took today, how many of them do you think it was because you held on to it too long? Mm-hmm. And how many of it was your line? And he said, who cares? <laughs> right? Good answer. He said, who cares? Yeah. We're going to come out and play differently. So I think he's going to have a good rest of the year. They're too good of a team to keep Cam down. He's too good of a player. Right. So I'll take that Cam and Eric Decker still performing and you can have the other side. Got it. I like it. A couple other trade questions that came across the wire. Actually, I got two today. Doug Baldwin for Christine Michael. Oof. So I'll tell you the side that I was on because actually the trade came to me personally. In one of my, I've got Doug Baldwin who's been sitting on my bench because my wide receivers are loaded. And I need a running back. And so Christine Michael came off, you know, a really good game last week. I want to yeah. say I, was I say. hit two touchdowns last week. I've got his stats right here. If you don't have a running – if you need a running back, I think that Michael is much better. Don't you think? Especially with Doug Baldwin just wasting time on my bench. Michelle or whoever Yeah, Christine, Michelle. <laughs> um, anyway, I can't find their stats, but I know he had a great game last week. So do you think that seems fair? The guy needs a wide receiver. I need a running back. They both – I guess Baldwin's got a little bit more. Actually, I don't know. Christine might have a little bit more upside because Thomas Rawls, who knows how long he's going to be out. Yeah. You know, and, you know, and the other guys aren't really like coming to the forefront. I mean, he, you know, the other players are, are not. He had 22 points, Chad. Yeah, that's solid. He had Doug, two, two, yeah. Russian, uh, two Russian TDs and he had 106 yards. Yeah. So, but look at Baldwin's numbers, too, though. He had a pretty good day, I believe. Check it out. See what Baldwin had against. The, well, shit, they did play the San Francisco 49ers. Shit, I could have a good day against them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, while you're shit. looking at that, well, I'm I've, looking yeah, I'm, I've got one more for you. And this is more, instead of a trade question, this more is more of a this or that, and I'm going to pose it to you because I know you have one of these guys. Melvin Gordon for the San Diego Chargers has been balling. You know what I mean? He is, to me right now, he's like a top seven running back overall. In one, uh, this question was posed, would you trade Melvin Gordon – to get Lamar Miller right now, and I'm asking you because you have him, would you give up Melvin for Lamar Miller? Lamar Miller drafted in the first round. Melvin Gordon went fifth or sixth. But we don't care where they're drafted now. We're, we care about how they're performing. No, I like, would you do it? No, I like Gordon where he's at right now. I think Lamar Miller is a good running back, and I think he's going to be productive. But they're using the crud out of Melvin Gordon. And with Woodhead out, it only makes him more valuable. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Hey, just to get back with you about the receiving yards yep. for Baldwin, he did do 164. Yeah, see, he had a, a receiving te- a touchdown. He had 22 points. He had a huge day. Both. So that's what I'm saying. It's almost equal. I do need a running back. He desperately needs a wide receiver. Then make the change. It, 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 sh- it should probably go down, and I probably will do that tonight. All right, buddy. Well, that's great. Let's. You ready to dive into the Fantasy 45, the fastest 45 seconds in fantasy football when we Fast. highlight all these uh, wonderful teams and their matchups? But before we dive into this, Hank, I've got this circled on my little sheet to talk about. You know, I've been known to throw a shekel or two around, okay? <laughs> so it comes to my attention on Thursday night, the New England, New England Patriots played host to the Houston Texans, I think it was, Thursday night football. And Jacoby Brissett, the quarterback, old NC State Wolfpack guy, was going to be quarterback in the Patriots. Well, there's some prop bets that said first player to score a touchdown, blah, blah, blah. Like if it was um, Lamar Miller for Houston, it paid like six to one. Or if it was right. the wide receiver, Danny, not Danny Wood, but uh, Julian Edelman, it paid like four to one. Well, Brissett, first touchdown scored was 17 to one. Did you take it? And I remember him as an NC State player. I'm just going back into my memory bank. Like, yeah, I remember Brissett would run the ball. The dude's a big quarterback. He runs the ball. He looks like Cam. So let's just put a, let's cut, put a couple little pennies on it. Did you take it? Let's see what happens. Well, Hank, I did take it. Yes, I did. And when he did this bootleg and he ran, it was about a 28-yard run, and he was running, and he, he was 15 yards, 10 yards, 5 yards. Zoop. A guy ran by him, and then he dove into oh, yeah, the end zone. I saw it. And so I was watching it with a couple homies, and I was like, yes! just screamed to the heavens. And they were like, good Lord, what is wrong with you? I said, just wait till the replay goes, and then I'll tell you. Yeah, and so really? then the replay came. His knee wasn't down. Touchdown. It was good. So anyway, when I, I, I put that and circled that on my sheet here that said, the best bet I've ever made. Best Seven, bet you've ever made. 17 to 1. 
odds. That's pretty good. That right? is. That um, makes for, a bad year turn good sometimes. Absolutely. And I need because it's been a bad year, so that helped a lot. All right, Hank, ready for Fantasy Forty Five? Let's roll. Here we go. Thursday night game kicks off tonight, eight twenty-five. We already told you about the uniforms. Now let's check out the game. Cincinnati playing at home to the Miami Dolphins. The line right now: Cincinnati minus the seven total. Oh, I see the total here. I've got 46 and a half. Hank, what are you thinking right there? Uh, you know, I, they're, Miami's banged up. You know, they got if, – if you look at the, the injury report, Miami's list, everybody's got like three and two and five. Miami's got like 16 yeah, on it. So they are banged. So I, I still think Cincinnati's a good team. I like Cincinnati. That's a big number, but I still like them to, to take it. Me too. I like Cincinnati at home a lot here. I say they win by 10. Or more. I did hear that it will be raining very, very hard in Cincinnati tonight. So y'all keep your eye on that. The over under 46 and a half. If that rain is a deluge like they predict, I would maybe lean to the under. But I do like Cincinnati minus the seven. Next up, Jacksonville. This game is going to be played at 930 because it's played in London. All right. So wake up early. Get your cup of coffee. You know. All those other things you do on a Sunday morning before you go to church. Turn, turn on the jack. Yep. Turn, turn on the tube. 9.30 football. Jacksonville Jaguars against the Indianapolis Colts. Both these teams, they really need a win. Jacksonville hasn't even tasted victory yet. Indy only has one win. Right now, Jacksonville, two and a half. Ooh, I take it back. The line has switched. It opened at Jacksonville, two and a half. Now it's Indianapolis minus two and a half. Total, 49 and a half. I like Indianapolis on this one, too. I mean, they, it is going to be I, – I like the over better because I think that these teams are going to air it out a little bit, but I like Indianapolis to win. Love the Indianapolis pick, Hank. I'm with you all day long. They get it done against Jacksonville in London, and I like the over maybe even more. I like a shootout. Blake Bortles to Allen Robinson. Start Allen Robinson if you got him. you got to start him and look for T.Y. Hilton. You know, T.Y. Yeah. Hill might be a wide receiver you want to pinpoint this uh, this week as Andrew Luck gets back onto the winning ways and shows T.Y., show, shows him the ball song. Now, you know, we talked about this earlier, too. Now, Frank Gore is going to have a tough matchup at this game. So, you know, although this is going to – could possibly be a high-scoring game, it may not be the time to start Frank Gore. And right. I've got him. Yes. And I may be forced to start him. Jacksonville number six against the run. Their defense number six against the run. Colts are having a hard time running the ball anyway. You've got Frank Gore. He hasn't experienced too many successful days yet, has he? No. So I think Andrew Luck is going to be just air it out. So, yeah, I'm with you. Sit Frank Gore, start T.Y. All right, buddy. We're going to Washington Redskins for our next game. They're playing host to the Cleveland Browns, Washington Redskins. Kirk Cousins coming off a really, really nice day against the Giants last week. Washington, seven-point favorite, total 46. I'm going to go with Washington until Cleveland can prove that they can win. Uh, You know, they're just not good. And uh, when you're on your third quarterback and you're not New England, good luck. Dig it. Fantasy Jim here. Uh, Cousins coming off his big game. Cleveland's defense against the pass is the worst in the NFL. I think even worse than New Orleans. We saw what New Orleans – did you see what that Matt Ryan did to that New Orleans defense? That was gross. Anyway, I like Cousins. If you've got Cousins this week and you're contemplating Rivers or Cousins or – Cousins and Tyrod Taylor, it's Cousins all day long, fantasy fans. Load them up. Put them in the lineup. I like Washington minus the seven as well, and I'm going to lean over the 46. Buffalo Bills at New England. Quarterback has not been decided for New England. It could be Garofalo. It could be Brissett. Both are a little banged up. New England playing at home. Tommy's coming back next week, Hank. Yep. Tommy's coming back home. So this week, let's see what Buffalo, Buffalo can do against this Patriots team. Patriots. Four point favorite. I don't see a total. I, got, there isn't a total. No total there yet. Isn't a total I yet. guess they're determining the quarterback and then right. some of the. You know, if, let's just talk about this kind of like bland. Um, at three and zero, oh, I want to see them lose before you can bet against them. I mean, they have the yes. best coaching staff in the NFL, and uh, they could have you out there starting quarterback and score 28 points. Absolutely. No doubt about it. And I'm with you. In betting Las Vegas talk, they say ride the streak. Dude, let's ride the New England streak. Until somebody can prove that they can beat them, I'm going to be on them, bro. Especially at this light number at four and a half. Buffalo hadn't shown anything. Yeah, they blasted the Cardinals last weekend, but they were at home. They needed to blast somebody. I'm riding New England all day home. till they buck you. There you go. Don't buck me, Patriots. Don't buck me. Next up, Jets playing host to the Seattle Seahawks. The Jets got destroyed last week. 
Fitzpatrick, the bearded one, threw six picks. I've the last time I remember a quarterback throwing six picks, it was Chris Winkie up from Florida State. And I'm t- so this has been like decades ago. Oh yeah. Six picks in one game? Ooh, Fitzpatrick. Yay. Um can they improve and they beat- couldn't get worse. <laughs> That's true. For God's That's sakes, true. man. Seattle, a two and a half point favorite total is forty. Hank. Remember Russell Wilson dealing with a strained MCL and a banged up ankle. We got to see if he's going to play. Who do you like? Right, I like. You know, I, I still like Seattle. Finally played pretty well, um, and the Jets just played horrible. I mean, that quarterback play, and, and you know, he's supposed to be the man. He is. You know, he's supposed to be the man for him. I am kind of scared. That that number kind of scares me a little bit. But I think that they're going to score. So instead of telling you, I'll let you take what side you're going to take. I like the over because like I think the they're going to score. Well, this is my upset special of the week. The Jets, after that shellacking, come back home with a tired and banged-up Russell Wilson has to fly all across the country to New York for a 1 o'clock tip or kick. These Jets will be ready for him. Take the Jets plus the 2.5 if you can get three, even better. Take them on the money line, if you will. The Jets will win this game outright. Haint likes the over. I would let li- – that looks – over, I think it's right at the number at 41. I think the number here is at 40. So, yeah, I would lean over, but the Jets are my pick. Hank likes the over. Next up, Bo, big game, especially in this division. Atlanta Falcons leading the NFC South at 2-1. and one. Carolina comes in at 1-2. and two. Carolina needs a win. Atlanta currently opened at 3. Currently, Panthers are a three-point favorite on the road. Total, 46. You know the problem is, is every team that watched the Super Bowl has a blueprint for what to do to the Panthers. Yeah. And every week they've proven that it's it's worked. So we're going to see if this week if Rivera and his staff can get this team doing something different because they certainly have the athletes and the pieces together. I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm just going to say I, Carolina is going to go into Atlanta who just played a Monday night game and did one hell of a job in the Superdome. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say Carolina goes in there and gets theirs. Wow. I'm going to go against you. I can see why it would You hate be- Carolina? Well, <laughs> I don't hate them, but they're not my favorite team. But what I'm going on is what I saw Matt Ryan and that offense do. They had two running backs that were just unbelievable. Matt Ryan seemed poised. Their defense, see, it's a shootout. I, if I had anything, I'm going to lean the over 46. I think these teams could score 60 uh, between them two, between the two teams. I like Atlanta at home. They're plus three at home. I got to like that. I'm going to lean Atlanta plus the three, but unload on that over 46. If you were Rivera, coach, mm-hmm. what would you do? Is there something you would do to kind of – Switch it up. You say they we've got they everybody team's got a blueprint for Carolina now. Would you do something to switch it up? Well, they were super run heavy last year, you know, and they got some good play from their receivers. And this goes that we didn't talk about a must start has to be Kelvin Benjamin. Okay, he did not catch a ball, and he said he his quote was, "I feel like I I skipped a game." Yeah. That big guy is not going to let that happen. And Cam said he'd never let it happen again. That's right. So I feel like if he is a good passer, he's a good quarterback, but he, you know, he relies on his feet and he re- relies on the running back. I feel like they've got to pass the ball a little bit more, but you got to get Cam out of the pocket yeah. and make them feel uncomfortable. If sure. they get out of the, if he gets out of the pocket and makes them feel like he's going to and run and stop just going back in the pocket, mm-hmm. passing or handing off. Get back to making them feel uncomfortable like you're going to run. Let's get mobile. Yeah. Atlanta's defensive front, too, and their linebackers. Atlanta's got one sack all year. They, their defensive line's not that strong. Their linebacking crew's not that strong. Let, let your boy uh, Cam get out of the pocket, run over a linebacker, too. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Let him, let him get out there. I like that strategy, too, Hank. All right, next up, we're going to Chicago. Soldier Field with the Chicago Bears, who I think are the worst team in football right now. They're the worst. Playing host to the Detroit Lions. Detroit 1-2, and two, Chicago 0-3. Oh the Vegas sports books likes Detroit minus the three on the road. Total 47 and a half. Detroit all day. Do not trust the Bears. They are, you know, everybody on that team is starting to get less and less valuable. Yeah. Jeffrey unfortunately his value is dropping significantly so until they get some sense of an idea of what's going on over there i like detroit question for you so 
This was my dilemma last week. I have three really good receivers, A.J. Green, Brandon Cooks, and Marvin Jones. I can only play two in this one league I'm in. So I played Cooks and A.J. Green. So I left 40 points on Marvin Jones sitting on the sideline. Is this the time? I mean, Marvin Jones has proven he's for real. Yeah. I mean, he's for real. Right. Do I Jones in for Cooks? I mean, what do you do here? Well, I mean, you know, the good for you, you got three good receivers. I mean, you you really don't have that big of a dilemma. But I think Marvin Jones is proven himself that they're – who are they playing this They're playing week? Chicago. So, I mean, yeah. he's almost like a must start. He's a must start. I, absolutely. So, I mean, I think – I don't think you can go wrong, which is the – the best yeah, scenario. That's a great problem. So, you know, if I would go to matchup, and we know that Chicago's matchup is terrible. Yes. Or uh, the other one just thinking about, does A.J. Green come out against the Miami? They're at home, though. I, it's hard to sit A.J. Green, isn't it? Yeah, he's first-round pick. Oh, this is tough. Anyway, we'll figure it out. I'm probably going to put Cooks on the bench, but I can't believe I'm saying it, and I'll start Marvin Jones over Cooks. But anyway, like we said, tough. He's, that's not a bad problem to have. No. All that depth. All right, next up, we're going to Houston, where Houston Texans just revealed J.J. Watt out for at least eight weeks, possibly the year. A big, big blow to Houston. Especially, I mean, they have Super Bowl aspirations. Not saying they can't win it without Watt, but he is like having Lawrence Taylor. You know what I'm saying? He is. He's a game changer. When they announced that normally a defensive player being out doesn't affect the Las Vegas line, when he it was announced two days ago that he was going to be out for this game, the line dropped a sol- one solid point. Mm. That's unbelievable. So right now, Houston is a five point favorite. Tennessee, at, I'm sorry, at, at Tennessee coming to Houston. The total is forty and a half. I think it's going to be a shootout. So I like I like the over on this one. Why do you think Why do you think it's going to be a shootout? Well, I just I I feel like everybody feels like their defense is super like especially Houston's defense is incredible and they played really well. But last year they were supposed to be like, like the 86 bears, you know what I mean? They were supposed to be clowny and him and everything. Yeah. Clowney's had a couple, you know, he's played pretty well, yeah. but I, I don't feel like they're going to hold it together without their general on there. And they're going to go revert back to a crappy defense that they were last year. Right. And so hmm. I think that they're going to allow them to score points and I like Houston to score. Yeah. So I think that they're going to hit the over. Yep. Um, this isn't. I want. This is no surprise to anybody. But I say, if you play DFS, you know it's the FanDuel or the DraftKings, the daily fantasy. DeAndre Hopkins against this Tennessee defense, dude. He could go for two hundred yards. I'm telling you, Osweiler, because he looks Hopkins way first, Fuller second, Hopkins first. So if you like the over, that helps me in my thought process. Thinking DeAndre Hopkins is a must play in daily fantasy. Mark it down. I also like Houston, and I like that over too. Hank, you talked me into it. Next up, Baltimore Ravens playing host to your Oakland Raiders. Oakland 2-1, and one, Baltimore 3-0 and oh. at the beginning of the year. No one would have thought these teams would be 5-1 and one together, impossible. Baltimore right now a three-and-a-half point favorite, total 45. You know, I, I still like the firepower of Oakland, and you might call me a homer, homer there, but I don't think Baltimore's this good. No. I don't think that they're that good, so I think Oakland goes in there and wins. I like Oakland to cover this number. I think the number's three and a half. I love that hook. Oakland might not win the game, but they're going to keep that number under the three and a half. They could very, very well win the game. Um, but I really like that extra plus three and a half there. And as for the total, if I were to name – can you name a fantasy starter for Baltimore? Like, who on their team would you start fantasy-wise? You wouldn't start Flacco, and that's the only person people can name. Dennis Pitta, tight end, maybe if you needed some help. You no. wouldn't start any running backs. No. You'd start no receivers. No. Right? No. I, I just dropped the running back. Yeah, that's there, true. If you could call him that. Yeah, he didn't even touch the field, did he? Uh, no, 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 he did not. <laughs> that was my su- I remember he said, dude, I've got a surprise. I've got a surprise. <laughs> this is a hidden gem. They call him Buck. <laughs> they call him Buck. And when he runs the ball, I say, Okay, keep on. Let's move on. Okay, Hank, where are we? We're at Tampa Bay. Denver. Tampa Tampa Bay playing host to Denver. This is another very interesting one. Tampa Tampa Bay has lost the last two games. They are one and two. Denver comes in undefeated. Trevor Simeon, the quarterback who, you know, not – Nobody really counted on him. Well, last week he had a great, great game. I think he threw for three or four touchdowns. Tampa Bay opens right now as a three-point dog at home, the total 43. Denver's peripheral players are playing really well, and that's helping Simeon. So I think that you know it's hard to come across country in a a different atmosphere and play, and I think Jameis Winston, if they really – 
go to that game plan and take the ball out of his hands. I think that that might be good. Mm-hmm. Now, De- if they're talking about running the ball and you're going up against Denver, that's not really a great thing. Yeah, it's not a good strategy. So I think Denver's going to come in and probably have their way with their defense. I like the under in this game too. Gotcha, Hank. I'm going to go on the opposite side of this one when it comes to who wins the game. I think Tampa Bay at home going up against this tough Denver D, Simeon on the road, not going to be as good as as he has been at home. Let's call for the outright upset. Tampa Bay wins the game at home. I like under the total too, Hank. I really do. I'm thinking maybe a 23 17 type of game. Tampa Bay gets the win, and we keep it under the total. Next up, San Francisco 49ers playing host Dallas Cowboys. San Fran 1-2, Dallas 2-1. We've already told you about the stuff going on with Dez. Ezekiel Elliott has looked pretty good as a rookie running back. Can't, no complaints here. I own him in two leagues. No complaints. San Francisco, two-point dog at home. Total 44. Dallas wins this game. I don't feel like San Francisco's over the anthem bug. <laughs> the anthem bug still is going on, Hank. Still going on. Mm-hmm. I'm with you too. Dallas all the way. They win this game outright. Uh, minus two. And I'm going to lean a little under the 45. Next up, San Diego against New Orleans Saints. New Orleans begging for a win. 0-3 and their defense looked horrible. We just talked about it. Gosh. They, I'm t- t- they were got grabbing dudes like off the street to play defensive back. Did you hear about that? Yeah. I mean, like with three days practice, going up against Julio. And the dude held his own, too. Julio only had one catch. I know, 16 yards. Unreal. Yeah. Way to go, dude, okay, off the they, street. They need to hit Bourbon Street before <laughs> no the game. No kidding. Um, New Orleans really needs a win. San Diego at home. Phillip Rivers licking his chops against this defense. Over under, Phillip Rivers. Two touchdowns, 310 yards wow. against this day. What do you think? I think you could do it to 400 at the rate that really? their game's going. I mean, I think 300 is – that's a big game. So I, I think if you had a chance of getting it against anybody, New Orleans would be the team. They'd be the one. They would be the one. Yeah. Who do you like at San Diego minus four, total 53? I like New Orleans. I think they're going to get a win, and there's going to be somebody that can't keep up. So I like New Orleans. Yeah. Hey. I agree with you, buddy. New Orleans, here's your time to shine. You know Phillip Rivers, Drew Brees started at San Diego. Remember that? Oh, yeah. San Diego trades him. Phillip Rivers comes in. Drew Brees, got a little chip on his shoulder. Drew Brees, gets it done. Gets it done. All right, let's take New Orleans. I like it, Hank. Over the total, 253. We've got Arizona, plain host to Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are 2-1. and one. After that debacle we saw the first Monday night against San Francisco, they have rallied. They, they scored 37. They, what? How? I thought they might not score 37 all year. Yeah. And they score in one game. Unbelievable. Todd Gurley, two touchdowns last week. Thank if you, God. You know, it's about time, Todd. Show us some. We drafted you early. Todd. Show us something, <laughs> Reed Todd. Okay. Arizona at home, minus eight. Eight, Hank. That's a big number to lay. Huge. But they are playing at home. Total, 44. Well, let's just see if they can do it twice in a row because we have all agreed that we, we've had some miscues on teams that aren't great. <clears throat> Philly. And um, I think L.A. is still a bad team. Yeah. Uh, you know, every once in a while you get things to happen right for you. Arizona's a good team. I look to them to barely cover that eight. Yes. I'm with, see, I think the Rams cover it, but I think it's going to be close, like seven, right? So they get that extra point. Question for you, fantasy-wise. What's wrong with Carson Palmer? You know, is there something – you know, sometimes you just reach that number of age, number and snaps, and you kind of hit a wall. Has he hit it, or do you still have some confidence in him? I mean, I th- still think he's a good quarterback. If you really look – like, look at last year. He was ha- he had a great year last year. Oh, phenomenal year. Who, uh, you know, and – and he's going into this, into his, he knows it's his last few years, yeah. you know? And I think when people realize, like, last year he had a great year, didn't make it happen, saw his boy Peyton win, you know, win the Super Bowl, go out. And Peyton didn't have a, you know, a, yeah. a stellar year. Not by but any means. I think, I think when people start losing, and you know, he's one and two, I think he sees the end of the hallway coming a lot closer to him. So I'm not saying, like, I, I have completely, I wouldn't want to start him every week because I don't think he's going out trying to freak out like Breeze is or Cam is or somebody like that. But um, I still think he's a good quarterback. Yeah, I got you. Good NFL quarterback. Fantasy-wise, he's starting to come down the ladder, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Hank's taking Arizona minus the eight barely. I'm taking Rams plus the eight barely. And I'm going to lean a little under the total 43. I think there's a lot of running the ball here between uh, Gurley and what's the kid? David Johnson. Yes, thank you very much. I hope not. Playing them this week. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, here we go. Pittsburgh. This is the Thursday night game. 8.30 kick. Kansas City Chiefs. Here they come a-calling to Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh. After the shellacking, they're a four-point favorite in Vegas's eyes. Total, 47. Well, this is going to be a real good test for what is perceived as a great defense versus a good offense. Yeah. Because now they've got that last piece back. He's with, back. With Bell's Le'Veon. Back. Yep. Um, so I'm a sucker for Pittsburgh at home. And, you know, I think that they're going to actually pull this one out. I think um, they won't see the type of quarterback that they were able to pick off six times. And so it's not going to have that kind of impact on the game. So I like Pittsburgh. I like Pittsburgh as well. I'm going to lean a tad to the under, um, even though I can see these offenses actually just lighten it up. But I'm going to lean a little under the 47. But I love Pittsburgh to win by 10. Hank, did you hear Jamal Charles possibly, if he practices today and tomorrow, he could possibly play a little bit on Sunday? Would If you are a Jamal Charles owner, are you ready to put him in the lineup or do you want to see what happens first? If he's ready to play and they feel like he's ready to play, I mean, what else do you have to lose? I mean, he's one of the top backs in the NFL if he's healthy, and he's not going to be healthy from this point forward. So if you don't play him when he's available, when are you going to play him? Because you're always going to second-guess, and is he okay, is he okay, is he okay? Right. Next thing you know, he's got a good game. But do you worry about his workload? Like, where are they going to try to hold it off? You know, like, oh, we're going to limit you to 12 carries or, you know. Yeah. That's what I would worry about. Yeah, you'd have to. And But, you know, the other thing thing is, is if you handcuffed him, you know, are you going to – and you're starting that guy, I'd rather have Jamal. That's true. So – I don't know if I would start either of them, though. If I had another option, I might sit both of them on the bench, see what happens, and then go. But that's a that's a tough dilemma. Uh, I like Le'Veon Bell in this game, guys, to have a fantasy monster and Antonio Brown to have a monster, too. Brown more of a monster than Le'Veon. I'm looking for Antonio Brown for, like, 110 and two touchdowns against this Kansas City. Let's day. go. Here we go. Monday night. Minnesota Vikings, they are three and zero. Sam Bradford doing what it's got to what he's got to do. The defense is really carrying him. To be quite honest, is what's winning the games for Minnesota. Two scores last week against Carolina, a special teams punt return, and then I think either a fumble recovery or a pick six. Um, they're playing host to the Giants. Giants two and one. Pretty good Monday night game. We haven't seen any too many Monday night games that have been competitive lately. Uh, Minnesota minus five at home total forty three and a half. Let me tell you a stat that I heard. They they were talking about the the trade. So with Teddy Bridgewater going down, Minnesota's and Minnesota's starting three and zero. Their chances of making the playoffs went from like thirty one percent to like it was something like seventy one percent to make the playoffs. Okay, really, and they say it's all based on Teddy Bridgewater because what that ended up doing in the Eagles went from like 22% to like 61%. Hmm. And it was because of Bridgewater's injury because Bradford comes there, went starts, starts. and both of them ended up having because of Bridgewater. So for the same reason I said, I'm not going to go against them until they buck you. I don't feel comfortable with Minnesota doing that, you know, when resting short, just primarily on their defense. Now they said Jennings – May not be in the lineup. Am I correct in saying that he may not be in the lineup? He's questionable. He didn't play last week, and he's questionable this week. He's questionable, so that their running game is going to hurt. But that means that your boy's going to have to throw a little bit. Manning will. So I like New York to come in and give Minnesota their first loss. Wow. I'm going to be on the other side of that. I like Minnesota at home. They're on a roll. I'm not bucking that trend. Minus five. I think they win by seven. But the thing I do like, and you pointed it out perfectly, Hank, Giants aren't going to be able to run the ball. I see a pick six for Minnesota's defense against Eli, but I see Odell having a – Eli's just got to start giving him the ball more, man. This dude is a game changer. Throw it deep. You can't run against Minnesota's front. Throw it deep. Odell, look for him to have a monster. So I'm going to go over the total here at that 43-and-a-half, and I'm going to lean Minnesota minus the five. All right, Hank, great fantasy 45. That was awesome. I think we gave our listeners some really, really good info to win their weeks this week. Let's wrap it up with the college three-gamer. Last week, Tennessee gets off the schneid against Florida. We had Tennessee. We picked them. Actually, did we pick Tennessee? Yeah, we picked Tennessee to cover the number. They do well. Um, This week, Tennessee travels to Georgia. Georgia got thumped by Ole Miss. Tennessee traveling to Georgia as a three-point favorite coming off that win. That number seems a little light to me. Like Vegas is begging us to take 
Tennessee. That's what it feels like to right. me. You know what I mean? And normally when it feels like it's almost too good to be true, why is Tennessee only – it's only three-point? Georgia stinks. They just got destroyed. Normally it goes the opposite direction, like Georgia will thump them. But I want your opinion on this game. What do you think? I tell you, I watch Tennessee with those Tennessee fans and watch – it must be misery because, you know – to watch them play the way that they played in that first half would make you want to throw your remote through the TV, right? right? And, and, I, and I'm with them. They played horrible. And to be the type of seed that they are, an 11 seed, and then come back in the second half and play like uh, – I mean, if Dobbs has a couple of good games, they may start talking about him in the Heisman. They may, mm-hmm. right? He might be that outlier. But right. to be discussed in that, that thing. So – if they would play a complete game, I would feel more comfortable with Tennessee. I, I'm going to take them. Yeah. Be, because Vegas is begging us to take them. Yeah. And they've played well that second half. But I'm with you, man. That number is light. It's weird. The number weird. is weird. This is what I'll say about Georgia. So, Georgia, again, Old Miss is a team that's got all these offensive weapons and they spread you out, right? They spread you out. They're not really going to run the ball. They've got the quarterback that likes to throw the ball and they spread you out. Georgia's not set up really to defend a team like that. Georgia's set up to defend a team like Tennessee, I think. I believe they likes to run the ball. You know, you know they yeah. run it. I think Georgia wins the game and upsets Uh-oh. all the because everybody in Tennessee is talking. Here we go. We got by Florida. Yep. Now we're on our way. Yep. And then they go, the next, I just see Georgia upsetting Tennessee. I hope it doesn't happen because I'm rooting for Tennessee, but my, I'm going to have Georgia plus the three. There you go. All right, Hank, this one close to your heart. Carolina traveling to Tallahassee, playing Florida State. Both teams with prolific offenses. Great, great offenses. Vegas got the number set at minus 11 for Florida State. Can Carolina hang? I think they're going to hang for the first half. I think that they're going to be keep it close for the first half. I think Florida State ends up winning, but I think that they have to fight to win it. And I think that they'll win it by 7, yeah. 10, somewhere in there. But I'll, I'm going to take Carolina. You know what I really like, too? I haven't seen an over-under posted, but I think this could be a shootout. You know, every game Carolina's in, it seems like they're in a shootout. Last week, Florida State scored 60 by themselves against a good South Florida team. So, let's say the number is posted at 63. I'm going over, and I like Carolina to cover that number. They're going to keep this one tight. Mm-hmm. They've got, they got the offense to do it. I do. All right, bud. This is the game, everybody. Well, actually, I'm going to say that one two for less. More. Yeah, exactly. We'll, I've got uh, two more. So, a Friday night special. We'll give you a Friday night special. Not too many people. There's never or rarely a really good game on Friday, but this time there is. Get off work. Go get your beer, your vodka, cook a steak, and at 8 o'clock, tune in. Note, I'm sorry, Stanford, number five in the country. Seven, I think. Seven right? in the country plays or goes on the road to Washington, who's a top ten team as well. Right. right? Both teams undefeated. Both in the hunt for the Pac-10. If one of these – dude, these teams could be in the hunt for the Final Four, the BCS, because if they, this is their toughest game on their schedule. USC is proven to be a joke in the Pac-10. Oregon, not very good. These are the two best teams, Stanford mm-hmm. or Washington. Washington minus three and a half at home. Stanford coming to town. Who gets it done? I heard something the other day that – that cat that's the running back for Stanford, McCaffrey. Um, McCaffrey doesn't have an away touchdown yet this year. Hmm. Doesn't have a road touchdown yet this year, what which a, is hard what to believe. A stat. That's a good stat. Hank. Okay, so I like Washington, and you know I, I'm not claiming that I know anything about uh, college football, but I did sit down and I was watching uh, college, not game day, but another NFL station, and you know. Everybody that's pumping Washington up, this year they really started gaining momentum. And it makes it feel like, you know, in college, usually it's the next year, you know, that sophomore quarterback that everybody loves this year by his junior year Mm -hmm. is really great. But I think they're pretty good this year. And I think they're going to be great next year. And so I think Washington at home is going to be able to, to do it because the hype of Stanford is huge. And I think that Washington's going to be able to slide in there and get a win. I love it, Hank. Everything I wanted to say, you nailed it. Stanford is overhyped. McCaffrey, they're getting all this pub. Stanford is normally like the underdog, under the radar. They're the ones surprising ever. But they're the, they're the Goliath now, right? Washington is the David. 
at home, the place will be jumping on a Friday. Everybody thinks Stanford, Stanford's got the Pac-10. You know what really gives it away? Vegas set the number as Washington as a favorite. That means Vegas likes Washington. That means I like Washington. If you can get rid of that hook, get rid of that hook. Washington outright win. Let's take it to the bank. Washington by 10. Whoa. Whoa. And now we'll save the best for last, ladies and gents. We've got the game of the year so far, and it happens to be an ACC game. And ACC doesn't get much hype to have the game of the year, but we got it this week. The Clemson Tigers, everyone's favorite to go to the BCS championship to possibly win the ACC crown, is on the road to the surprising Louisville Cardinal. These, this, the Louisville Cardinal team, to me, has been the most impressive team so far this year offensively. They have been dominant. Um, Clemson's traveling there. This stadium that Louisville's got is phenomenal. I've been to it. They serve bourbon in there. They serve beer in there. It's a great, great – it's going to be a great environment and atmosphere. Louisville's favored by two, Hank. They are favored by two. Can Louisville keep the momentum going and beat this Clemson team who everybody's picked to play for a national championship? I think they can. I think they can. I think if they keep doing what they're doing, that quarterback is electric. Action Jackson. Electric. And he, I feel like he's young enough, athletic enough, and not really paying attention. You know, they're always paying attention to the Heisman hype. I think Watson is paying attention to it. And he hadn't had such a great year. That's what's got in his head. Yeah, he hadn't had such a great year. And so I feel like Louisville's out there to try to beat Clemson. Clemson's out there to win a Heisman. And so, you know, I think that they obviously want to win it. So I'll take Louisville. Yeah. Hank. I'm with you all day, and I'm going to throw even one on top of it. So it's Louisville. They get the job done. I think it will be a great game. So minus two, I think Louisville wins by a field goal or maybe a touchdown, but it will be a very close game. So both offenses have proven to be prolific, more Louisville than Clemson. Clemson's offense has kind of been stagnant. I would imagine – I haven't seen a total yet. I don't know if you can find one quickly, but I don't even think they posted them yet. So if it's set, I think it might be possibly around 67 to 70, Hank. Everybody's going to be on the over. People like to say, Chad, you've got a contrarian point of view when it comes to gambling. Why, yes, I do, Hank. I'm going under the total. These Clemson's defense is sick nasty. That's the best part of their team right now. Louisville hasn't really had to show much defense because their offense just outscores, outscores, outscores. Clemson's, Clemson's defense will not let Louisville score 40, I promise you. Let's go under this. Battle. Do you know that this – I know you said Louisville. It's being played in Clemson. Are you? I thought it was going to be in Louisville. Mm. Or be, Louisville's a favorite on the road. Yep. Hank, this can't be. Are you serious? Yep. Wow. Think Clemson supposed to be eighty-two degrees. Unreal. Yeah. There it is. There it is. At well, Clemson. anyway, that Vegas still likes Louisville, and they're on the road. That means Louisville is straight legit, y'all. So. Let's take Louisville, minus the two. They get out of Death Valley with a field goal. I'm telling you, contrarian point of view, if you get 70 or higher on that total, go under. Parlay them if you like. Make a little change. Go save up for some Christmas presents. Hank, what do you think about that? I love, I love Christmas. I, <laughs> I think that's, that's a good idea right there. I'm going to save up. I'm going to put it down and save up. There you go. There you go. All right, Hank. Well, next week we've got some surprise things happening. So, Fantasy Fanatics, make sure you tune in and help us. Hank, I, I haven't told you about this yet, but we're getting a lot of downloads. We're getting a lot of people subscribing, checking us out weekly. But we want more. So we want the most. Yes, yeah, so the most of the most. So guys, tell your friends. Put it in a little tweet. Put it on your Facebook. Say, hey, check these two dudes out. They're entertaining. They might not know what the hell they're talking about, but they're entertaining. No idea. Yes. So share the love. Let everybody know about the fantasy formula. Let's get this podcast just huge. Just huge. And after next week's musical guest, I think it will be Hank. I can't wait. Until next week, my friend. Peace. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.